0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 22 of the Nonsense Podcast. Today, we're joined by Sam Day. He's the lead singer of UK-based band Sharp Eyes. Sam and I were able to have a pretty cool conversation. I was able to learn a lot about what the scene's like there, uh, particularly when we're looking at London or around London, um, I've never been there, so as somebody who was very curious about that, Sam was able to answer a lot of the questions, provide a little uh, background on some of you know his favorite venues and places to uh, play or see shows as well. And um, yeah, it was a very enlightening conversation. Sam is also uh, our first UK artist to join, so that was pretty exciting. Um, cool accents all around for sure so uh, enjoy the episode and we'll actually see in a few days because we have two episodes dropping this week so look forward to that on friday I really appreciate your time coming on today i have a lot of questions for you i uh did okay. my research you know this whole week on you guys and just looked at your social media it seems like you guys are keeping busy though which is great
1: Would yeah you say definitely, so? definitely keeping busy yeah we're trying to make the most of the sort of situation we're in and trying to be creative so that's we're just trying to keep it going
0: and i have to say congratulations you guys just released chokehold on may 15th am i correct
1: that's right yeah that's so good so yeah Yeah. it was really really exciting
0: and uh the music video too That i thought that was a very cool idea i know a lot of bands have been i guess collaborating with their fans with family with friends and um you guys had like people you know submit videos to your your music yeah
1: the idea was just to kind of um it's like the idea is it's a quite a personal song to me and the band but the idea is that we've you know when we've played it with people before and stuff people have said that that resonates with them so that was quite cool we didn't know it was going to be that way um but it was really cool so we thought let's you know let's make this song everybody's song that they want to be involved with you know everybody's got something that they're proud of something that makes them happy especially it was like during the peak of when it was really really tough just in the lockdown as well so that added a sort of extra element to it um so that was quite interesting to yeah to get people as um to to get that involvement from people was was really cool we were blown away from like the little the response that we got bearing in mind we're just like starting out it was really cool
0: yeah and um i'm sorry if if i'm ever at any point looking off screen i'm looking at my notes don't worry Um, i'm not looking at my phone or anything um i noticed that you guys in july you started recording uh july last year
1: yeah, well, that's actually when we started recording the very first bits of the very first bits of chokehold. Um it was we we're all sort of um from around the sort of south end area in Essex, which is about sort of an hour outside of London. Um that's where we we're all originally from, but we've all sort of gone not far away maybe like an hour or two hours away from each other so it was all like we were in this place together so we were like let's make the most of it and let's start recording this song Chokehold at the time was her best song the one that meant most to us we were like let's go and record that um and then we sort of had to as you do you go back and do different bits and stuff for it but it was just finding the time to do that so it took a long time just to get that done but we um our producer is guy called luke he's um the brother of one of the guitarists in our band and we've worked with him we love working with him so that's great um but he was obviously he was doing uni work and stuff as well at the time so finishing his products so it just took a long time to get there but we're, i think we're it sort of evolved over a bit of time so it's really cool to get that end product even after that amount of time and um so yeah that's all we've really got fully recorded yet but we've been creating sort of demos and stuff during this time we're really ready now to go and get a bunch of songs recorded and get that first ep out and the singles that will come with that hopefully that's awesome when do you think you might release an ep (laughs) all sort of depends on how quickly we can get back in the studio (laughs) i know I'm hoping, I mean, we've been, as I say, we've been doing a lot of writing and collaborating, like collaborating, sorry, between us um, in the band anyway, in the meantime, to make sure we've got the songs as far as we can get them before going into record anything. And we're we're happy with the very best songs we've chosen that we've got and stuff like that. So uh, I'd be optimistic in saying we can get something out still this year, but it all depends on how much time we can get you know, in the studio and how quickly we can safely do that. But I mean, hopefully we're giving ourselves the best chance of doing that by getting ready basically as much as we can. Yeah,
0: it, it's funny because it's funny you say that. I mean, like a lot of bands are in this position. Um, Kind of the recurring joke on this podcast, uh, usually when my co-host Adam, who's the lead singer of our band, will come on is uh, we recorded two singles in March, and mm. but we still need some components done on it so those have just been sitting as roughs for months now and it's like you know what are we going to do with them even when we get them back and they're mastered and all that um you know we can't go like tour play any shows and we had a bunch of shows lined up for it we had a whole plan for it yeah yeah, it's frustrating but also teaches you how to be patient i guess in times like these
1: sure Exactly. And I mean, the the slight benefit we had, because we were just sort of really gearing up, we had done these couple of shows, we did a, a really busy show in what's basically our hometown of South End. then we did a uh, our first sort of London show in the UK, which was really cool. That was really great. It was a great opportunity. And we sort of felt like we had this momentum going. And then obviously, we had chokehold ready to come out. And then all this happened, we couldn't gig anywhere, we couldn't do much more than what we already had. So that was kind of weird. But the benefit of it, that I think we've all discovered since is that because we've just been stuck at home. And while I've been working, I haven't also, haven't had it to travel to London, so I've had a lot more time. So we've sort of written some better songs than the ones we already had. And I actually think if we'd have gone and recorded some of these songs and I'd we'd still like been writing these things, I'd have looked back on it and been like, oh, I really wish we'd have prioritised recording that or this. But I really think that now we've got a sort of a nice set of things. We've got a different... You know, we've we've showed hopefully in the few songs that we're going to put together now different things that we can do and um, different things we're trying and hopefully they'll that'll really be the best thing for us to release this set of songs as opposed to the one we would have done to start with
0: that's a great point and as musicians um you know we all have like day jobs as well um but i think what this whole like shutdown has taught us is that you know, we've gotten a lot of time back. We don't have like our commutes anymore. You know, I don't have to like take the train around anymore. And, you know, some of my friends don't have to drive. And there's hours now in my day where I'm I'm available. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have this time to create and really think about a lot of like what we're doing musically. And as horrible as it's been where we haven't been able to show our product to the world, you know or in tour and play shows we've also been able to like do a lot of work behind the scenes and to your point demo you know work on mm. a bunch of stuff just get a little bit of time back to think about it
1: and i think hopefully the, the other thing that i'm really hoping is that you know for bands in positions like ours and yours that hopefully you know when live music is able to come back i've I've re- really missed going to everyone really missed doing it and hopefully that's the thing that everyone else has missed so they should hopefully you know be a real reinvigoration of people going to see live music wanting to hear just hear new music and so i really hope that's the case anyway
0: Um, especially like i'm um, assuming with you being so close to london um you know you probably were going to a bunch of shows or like playing a yeah. bunch of shows similar like where we were where we could play shows in like new york city um yeah there's a ton of venues there's there's always demand for it but yeah it's like a frustrating time where it's like you know these are all out there um but i actually i had a quick question about you know how did you guys all meet are you all from the same home you said essex
1: (laughs) yeah so yeah so we were all um so there's like so there's five of us in the band um there's myself there's connor and lewis who both play guitar sean who's our bassist and logan who's our drummer um so we've sort of yeah four of us uh, so sean myself connor and lewis we all have known each other since we were at least 16 if not before some of us so we've been in previous terrible bands together for our <laughs> uh, teens and tried that before and um we sort of all went off and did different things whether it's working or going to university something like that and um we were just missed playing basically and we kept saying oh we'll come back and we'll do a few things and we'll just whatever else and so we got back together and just like brought a few ideas that because it was about 10 i want to say that's too long maybe five years that we hadn't played anything together and that time you've just written little bits here and there and you're just like "Oh, i'll just bring this back um but it was really cool we i mean the best thing about it straight away was just like um we love doing it so much. It was just fun. We just had used to have so much fun doing it. We just did fun again. We didn't think, Oh, we'll we'll be released any music to start with. We just let's do it. And it's quite fun to get together. So that's really cool. Um, Logan joined us recently in in this year as well. Um, we actually met him through one of the, um, I'm sure you were as well. One of the like pop punk networking groups on Facebook, which is really, really cool. Um, he just, he came along and, um, jammed with us for a bit and he stepped in for us for a couple of gigs and that was fantastic and he's yeah he's part of us now so uh, that's great Um, Yeah, so we've known each other a long time so there's that is I think the best bit about it even when like we have like like you know when you try and write songs and you're like I don't really know where this is going or where else and it's easy to like sweep it to one side and just get like I feel rubbish about stuff sometimes if i'm like oh i get really frustrated with a song i'm just like i'll just bin that put that to one side but actually i just love playing stuff together so that's what keeps us bringing back to it so that's really cool so yeah we've known each other a long time now. Yeah.
0: would you say that you know knowing each other for that long is i guess helped because you know each other's writing styles
1: i think so yeah i mean we definitely have different ways probably that we all go about writing songs as well like i will often write little bits of songs and i just say oh here's a nice little idea um or here's you know, here's just a riff or here's a singing pattern or something like that and then it's a really it is a really collaborative process like once we're all in the same place or particularly in you know, a live in the black studio environment it does come together really easily because we we do know what sort of things we like and how we like things to sound But it's quite interesting because I think definitely our styles changed a lot, even the last year, um, just the way we write, because I think we've learned a lot more from playing. The more we've played together, the more we've learned about different ideas, what we feel comfortable trying, where we can try new things. And we come from like all of us would say that like what some of our main influences in music and our favorite music is like pop punk. But I wouldn't really call us pop punk, even like obviously Chokehold is not really a pop punk song, but like the other songs we've got are not really like pop punk they've got that element in them and you can hear them and that's all what we would if i was to go listen to something on spotify now that's probably what i'd go listen to but it's not um yeah that's that's sort of we've diverged away from that a little bit and brought elements in that which has been quite nice it's been quite nice to do something a bit different to what we were before like yeah going back to when we were like 16 we were making music and i remember consciously writing songs saying this needs to sound like a set your goals song or this needs to sound like an all time low song or something like yeah. that that was definitely how we used to do so that was quite interesting i think that's one of the
0: cool things that i was introduced to in pop punk um, because i was never really like too heavy into pop punk like as we know it you know kind of like yeah like you're saying set your goals and um, a lot of the bands we look up to are like story so far for you strong I just got into those bands maybe three or four years ago. I was always more into like hardcore punk or metal, or the only like pop punk I would say would be like Green Day and such. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've noticed now musicians who have joined these pop punk bands who come from different backgrounds, or vice versa. You know, people that come from a pop punk background understand that it's a little bit more you know maybe complex or melodic than Mm. just straightforward punk and have been able to contribute to other bands that are i guess um how would i say it you know branching off of pop punk sure which, which sounds like what you guys are doing is where you have this background of like you listen to pop punk you know maybe um somebody else in your band is more indie influence but you can bring that all together and this is such a blended genre now it's it's evolved many many times you know since the 80s the 90s you know the early 2000s and now here we are where i feel like it's a big pool of just different genres but it's under the umbrella of pop punk because we're all influenced by it
1: that's definitely true i mean we were supposed to go to when you were talking about i just remind me we were supposed to go to um slam dunk festival in the uk just a couple of weeks back but obviously it was all it's been postponed until next year but i was just like i was mentally thinking and listing all the bands i was gonna see there and i wanted to see them. i was like they're so different in the way that they're all pop punk like you know i would i was looking i've never seen the story so far they're one of my favorite bands i was Mm -hmm. really ready to go and see them which is a shame but obviously hope they're back next year but we've got like there are so many different bands over there that like that people like hot milk there are people like um you know stand atlantic and people like that they're totally different in what they do yeah but they're all in that same genre, and I think it's cool, because they've all got these same sort of undercurrents of themes and notions running through them that sort of have been defined by that pop-punk genre and the way people write songs and what you're inspired to write songs about. But they're totally different in the way that they're composed, and you know, it's it's just their composition that makes them different, really.
0: Yeah, um, I would like to shout out, actually, we just had them on a few episodes ago, a band called Ugly, um, spelled like an acronym, Mm U-G-L-Y. They're technically pop-punk, but it is a mashup of, like, funk, pop-punk, and almost like theater music, I would say. But that if you were awesome. to... Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. It's like, um, if you were to take a more hardcore... Um, what are those guys? Uh, oh my god, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank right now. We'll get back to it. But, <laughs> yeah... It's it's insane how they arrange their music because it sounds like it's all different. It's people who like have had like a jazz background, but decided to play harder music. Like the time signatures are crazy. Um, yeah, vocals are amazing, and it's just it's incredible how it's all come together. But that's like pop punk. But if you were to measure them against what we do, we're a much more straightforward band. You know, we're kind of like more of the Ford four chords sort of, um, you know, I guess straightforward, loud, you know, heavy riffs. But w- we could, yeah, we could play the same, you know, festival if we were to go, or, you know, same show, same bill. Yeah. Um, I, man, I love pop punk, and I, I think it's just an incredible genre with, like, the people that it draws.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, that's the thing. I think, I, I think what's quite unique about certainly just like even you go back to things like the facebook groups and stuff and the the online community it seems quite accepting of different types of pop punk as well no one's like hating because someone's doing a <laughs> yeah. little bit different you know what i mean like that that's cool that's so good that there's that there's that sort of band but we don't put them in the box but they can do that and they're really good at that and then there's the other bands that are really great at that i think that's really cool
0: absolutely um Where was I going to go after this? I I had an idea in my head. So I actually wanted to transition off of this and just, I had a few like fun questions I wanted to make sure we had time for, because I know we're about like halfway through. Um, But I just had a few questions about, I guess, your local scene there. Um, I, you know, I have a pretty good idea of, at least in the Northeast of America, what the scene's like. We do have, there's a pretty defined style out here. Um, You know, it gets cold in the winter, so we have some, you know, pretty moody songs and then we get your summer hits and stuff like that. You know, what would you say is like the defining characteristic of pop punk out in the UK? Um,
1: I think if you look at the bands like leading the way in that sort of genre in the UK right now, you're looking at bands like Nick Deep, obviously, are one of the biggest bands probably in the global pop punk world, but particularly in the UK. Definitely. And again, it's really cool what they're doing because you go back to like the life's not out to get you era of them and they're they're very that is just if you had to like bottle what pop punk is now that's what that is that album and then they they again move on and do different things and it's quite cool how they're doing that sound so i think there's a lot of um more uh, underground and up and coming pop punk banks that are doing the same thing in the uk inspired by people like neck deep like people like waster all those sorts of people they're great um i think it's um what would I say it's in the UK right now I think it's really um I think it's there's more there's a real revival of UK pop punk bands in general um we've um we've come across quite a few already um they're definitely they're definitely like the cities have got like particularly London's got a lot of venues that will cater for that now which is great because it perhaps didn't have a few years ago but I think um as people have sort of moved away from like going to clubs if you were on a night out and things like that as so well there are a lot more bars and there are a lot more live music bars which is great even if it's not pop punk music live music is great anyway but um you know there are a lot more pop punk places and rock places now which is giving bands a real chance so i think that there are definitely a lot more i think the scene's good i think um you know if i if when gigs are going if you wanted to go and see two or three different bands in any given city as long as it's a major city you wouldn't have a truck like it wouldn't be hard-pressed to find a couple of gigs on a Friday or a Saturday. So I think that's really good. Um, yeah, I think it's obviously it's on such a different scale to the U.S., and that's obviously where a lot of the influence comes from. Um, but it's quite cool. Um, yeah, I think it's a good place right now, definitely.
0: What are some of like, the big venues that you usually frequent?
1: Uh, so London's obviously the place that I would go nine times out of ten. Um, so you've got places like... Um, the O2 Academies, so they're like, yep. the, obviously the smaller version. So you've got Brixton is probably a big one. I've been there many times to see, obviously Neck Deep there. I've seen bands like Yumi at Six and people like that there. Um, what else have you got? You've got, uh, there's a few like obviously Camden and sort of that sort of north central area London. There's lots of little venues around there. Um, they're really great. Um, what You've got obviously you got like arenas and stuff in the north um, as well as down south Um, so yeah i think there's there's quite a few that uh yes it's it's all sort of camden area and that kind of it's cool area to be around there
0: cool so say i'm hanging out in camden what's the first spot actually yeah i had this written down too what is the first venue that you want to go to once everything opens back up again
1: I can't wait to get back to, uh, it's called the World's End pub in Camden. Um, it's, <laughs> I love it's, that. It's a really old pub. It's so cool. It's, um, it's really quirky. You get such a different mix of characters in there. They're always playing like music, whether it's like Metallica or it's Slipknot or it is pop punk now, or you get, and then suddenly you go to like some sort of, jazz fusion with punk and that's really cool as well. Um it's often really busy. Like it's the go to one of the go-to places around there if there's a gig on. And there's it's right above um Camden Underworld, which is another really famous l- venue in London. um And so often I can't I just can't wait to go back there and then go to go to the gig downstairs and they have like a they often on a Friday and Saturday have a night out afterwards that's very pop punk themed. It just plays pop punk music and it's like yeah, it's all Blink when it's Green Day, it's Fall Out Boy, it's all that sort of stuff, and it follows on straight from the gig, so that's a really cool place to go.
0: That's awesome. I, first of all, love the name World's End Pub. I think yeah. that's fantastic. So you said it was an old pub? Yeah, I think...
1: I think it's been around a while. I think it's been a few different phases. I don't know the exact history of it, but I know it's it's been around a while. Definitely, um, it's referenced in lots of sort of songs, indie songs and stuff as well about that area because that's quite common. It sounds familiar.
0: Like I'm, I'm not sure if I've ever heard it, but like it does sound familiar.
1: (laughs) I would definitely recommend it if you, uh, if you to the UK, get a can, get a, get a pint in the in the Zone pub. It's a good place to be.
0: Yeah, that sounds like uh, what, what was that? Shaun of the Dead
1: it's very like like that from there (laughs) it's it's very that sort of pub yeah
0: (laughs) so how about this what are some of the your favorite venues that you've actually played with you know either bright or sorry excuse me sharp eyes or uh with you know any of your other bands that you've been involved in
1: uh so recently we played um two venues which were cool uh the venue which is probably always going to be quite special for us, it's called Chinneries in Southend. It's, um, that's been going on a long time. Like when it's, when we've not got this situation, obviously there's like bands pretty much every single night of the week there. Um, They have had like, they've given, they give lots of local bands a chance, which is really good. We've played there two or three times before in different bands. We played there recently um, as Sharp Eyes. That was our first gig as Sharp Eyes. So that was really cool of them to give us a chance. Um, and but you know, they've had big bands there before. You can go online and see videos of like it, um, probably quite like British bands from the last maybe 10 years or so, but like you know, people like the 1975 in the UK who are one of my favorite bands as well. They, um, yeah, there's videos of them there. There's all sorts of come there. It's really cool. Um, so, that's a really nice place. And it's a really, it's quite a, it's like a nice packed in venue as well. It's all quite close and the this, this stage is really close to the people and stuff. So, that's a nice atmosphere to be in. Um, and then we played a, a different sort of venue in London called Gigi's Bar in Hoxton. It's sort of East London. That was quite cool. Um, that was sort of a, like a downstairs area of a bar. And it was sort of like, it looked like, a stereotypical like jazz lounge from like the 60s that you might see in a film. Oh, so with cool. like a little corner stage behind some curtains. That was quite yeah. cool. That was different, but um, that was cool. So yeah, that is the only place we've played with Sharp Eyes so far. But, um, you know, we've, um, I've had a few people I've been trying to keep in touch with people about, you know, when and stuff, gigs go back, where we could play. And once we've got a, a single out and an EP out to, to actually play to people, that would be cool. And hopefully we'll get some more things lined up when we can again.
0: absolutely yeah Gigi's sounds a lot like um many of the venues that are in the lower east side of or i guess even the the east village of new york city um i've seen a lot of bands where they have you know it's your stereotypical like they have the velvet curtain and it comes out and then there's like a, <laughs> a disco ball you know above the stage yeah. and the stage is literally like 10 feet by 10 feet and it's it's tiny but um funny story i actually saw uh billy joe armstrong in his side project the long shot i saw them yeah. play in like a 50 capacity room in like a stage just like that
2: oh, wow. and it,
0: it was incredible i was 10 feet away from like the billy joe armstrong from green day for like a whole hour it was amazing that's awesome but i love those venues and the thing here i don't know if they do it there in london but after like the bands finish their sets and all that, after the headliner's done, it turns into like a disco night.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's just a bit out like, of
0: nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: It'll
0: be listening like punk rock, and then like they they just flip a switch and it's disco night, and like a different crowd floods in. And um, I think it's just a testament to like how diverse the city is and <laughs> what the scenes like there
1: yeah absolutely yeah it's a bit that sounds a lot like what Gigi's is like yeah Chinnery sort of does turn into a sort of club sometimes as well and um, yeah you'll see all the same people like listening to like the latest pop music in the next bar <laughs> like 10 minutes yeah. after they've just been listening to a metal band in the in the in Chinnery's <laughs> in the main venue so
2: but that's really cool
0: yeah man um now how about this I got a few more questions for you but I did want to make sure I, I do this for a few bands what is like the weirdest or like worst experience you've ever had at a venue? You don't have to mention the name. You could though. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um,
1: I've got one instantly when you said that painful memories came rushing oh, back. No, it's okay. It. <laughs> it's not, um, it's nothing really to do with the venue's fault. It was just our sort of experience we had. I think every band sort of had this at one point where you play a show to a horrifically low number of people, especially when you've been really excited about it. We were, we were like i think we were 16 17 and it was in an earlier band that we were in and um we got to we got it was a venue i can't even remember the name of it i think it was the montague water rats in london it's not not their fault at all so i'm sure they won't mind me mentioning (laughs) um monto water rats that's it and we um it's near king's cross again quite a nice area to play gigs and stuff like that it's really central and we were really excited. We'd practiced loads for it at the time. We'd have like we'd done this really weird but also cool pop punk cover of a song called Pass Out by Tiny Temper, which is like this song from the 2000s which was really poppy. So we're like, we can be like the pop punk bands, the covers that we've seen on YouTube. And um we uh we got there and like I don't know where it was a breakdown in communication, probably on my part, talking to the promoters and stuff, but because we were like 16, 17 um obviously most of the time they won't let people in if they're not like 18 or over because of drinking laws and stuff like that so oh. they told us like we couldn't bring people that were under 18 because of, and that was obviously most of the people we knew so that <laughs> yeah. was the problem um but then it turned out when we got there like we could have done if we would have if they'd have put us on an earlier slot so we were like painfully waiting and watching like were three other bands and we watched these these two bands go first and they got a pretty good reaction and like then we got ready to play and there was the sound guy and one person who we'd brought with us who carried our stuff with us and that was it we played our entire oh, like no. 30 minutes set to them it was it's painful but it sounds you know we look back on it and laugh it was really funny and actually it was that was served as a good learning experience for us in any case but but it was painful <laughs> uh
0: yeah we had a lot i had a lot of experiences in uh high school like that you know we we go to a venue um we'd open up you know we'd be the first people on all the adults go to the bar (laughs) and then like there'll be like three people up front and it's usually like our parents maybe
1: (laughs) that's nice that they were there our parents didn't come to this one
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean we gave them like earplugs and stuff i'm like we're gonna be loud (laughs) that's
1: cool but it's good fun you can look back on it and laugh that's okay
0: yeah yeah it's not like you know it was a local venue it wasn't like we had to you know tour like that those horror stories are pretty daunting where you hear you know bands are like yeah we went to you know ohio you know in the in the middle of nowhere and no one showed up and we got made you know ten dollars as a band <laughs> and like didn't yeah. have gas money you know it wasn't anything like that it's just some kids trying to have fun it that was it? what it was yeah exactly but um we are coming up on time so usually what i do at the end of every episode is i leave a little time for our guests to just um shout out anybody you know any of the bands that you you know may have played with or you know any of your friends bands but also maybe fill us in with anything that might be coming up if you have any dates for uh releases or you know maybe you have um, you could share the album name or the ep name. I don't know what pro what point in the process you guys are right now, but just anything coming up for sharp eyes and you know maybe shout out some of your local bands just so that our listeners can you know maybe you know dig their claws into that and start listening to their music
1: sure uh, yeah, I think um I want to give a quick shout out to um a couple of bands, uh, Playground Circus is our drummer's other band, they're like a really cool, proper punk rock band, so they've been really kind to us so far. That's been really nice. Um, there have been a few to be fair, um, yeah, just I think that I just want to also shout out that group on Facebook, the Pop Punk Networking Group. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant community. Awesome. I think everyone's so helpful, so kind, and um, like genuinely very engaging with each other. So if i would definitely check that out if you haven't yet especially if you're part of the scene of the pop punk scene whether it's there's uk ones there's us ones there's ones where people both mix that's really cool um especially uh what's coming up for us obviously this ep um hopefully and some singles from it i don't really have a date yet we don't really have a title yet i don't really know what what of our songs is going to fit on it but i'm really hoping that we can we can get that out soon and um We'll definitely release you know two or three singles from it beforehand hopefully that'll be before long before the end of the year we can get them out um we really want to get that going i think we might start teasing a few songs on like facebook and tiktok and places like that just to just to get going see what people think um you know let people sort of inform the way we go as well which is A different way to go rather than just saying we just want to put these songs out there we do but you know we've got lots of songs now we're gonna have to trim down so let's see what people like basically that's what we might do so I would keep eyes peeled for that soon and um yeah I just uh yeah I just hopefully for fans of different sorts of music as well like as I say there's different bits in there there's elements of there's definitely a lot of indie and a lot of pop punk but there's elements of pop in there. there's elements of whatever else so I'm really hoping that that's gonna resonate with people and that we're able to um, yeah just entertain with people for about three and a half minutes at a time
0: absolutely and for everybody listening stream chokehold by sharp eyes it's a great song it's super catchy first time i listened to it i think i had it running through my head for the rest of the day yeah,
1: that's um very kind. the
0: hook and the chorus amazing so everybody please stream that and then so also yeah follow um sharp eyes on spotify if you have it and also on apple music as well because you know once you guys release your music um i'm sure everybody will be extremely happy with the outcome it it sounds like you guys are developing a lot right now and um you know i can't wait to see what stage you're at in your songwriting process you know once everything kind of comes to a head and you're able to practice a little bit
1: yeah well, thanks so much
0: yeah man and i really appreciate you coming on fun fact you're actually our first guest from europe first get first guest from the uk so congratulations on that (laughs) um we did actually interview a band from canada so unfortunately you're not first international band but you're you know the first one in your hemisphere
1: (laughs) i'll take that i'll take europe that's fine
0: (laughs) yeah man but um i'm really excited to see what you guys are doing you know in the coming months and um you know in the coming year as well so really appreciate your time as well and uh thank you so much for joining man
1: no problem thanks so much for having me I appreciate it
0: yeah enjoy the rest of your day and uh stay safe
1: and you cheers bye bye. bye
2: talk so fast react to what's in front of me days go past it's, it's all a game Don't have the guts to call it Always try. On track when you get here. Or should I simply set you free? And if I don't swim I will drown Colour my face with your frown Should I pull you into me? Or should I simply set you